we had a technical glitch. So last week we announced a drawing to win a $100 Amazon gift card in exchange for your opinion. We asked you to go to smallbizbrainiac.com forward slash feedback and to click on the link to the survey. But the survey wasn't working correctly. Now, this wasn't brought to my attention until late last week, so we need a do-over. You know, I tested it last week, and it was working before we published the episode, so I don't know what happened, but it had to be something with the software because when I reached out to support for help, they had to make a change to the code to get it to work. You know, I had it set up correctly, and I tested it, so yeah, not sure what happened exactly. And I'm sorry if you took the survey and then discovered that there wasn't a way to submit it. And that's, that's what was broken. So after the last survey question, it was supposed to display a button to take you to the next step. That opened up a pop-up for your name and email address and then a final submit button. So anyway, the problem's resolved and it's working now. And we've tested it multiple times. So please go back and take the survey again and be entered into the drawing for the $100 Amazon gift card. And we'll, we'll keep that window open until Saturday the 11th. And if you didn't try to enter the drawing last week, well, then you've got a second chance. Now, in addition to that, we were also giving away a copy of the incrediblebook.com secrets. And I wanted to thank everyone who provided a review. And the winner of that drawing is Patrick Randolph. So c- congratulations, Patrick. Um, give uh, the snail mailman a few days to get that to you. All right, now on with today's episode. Welcome to Small Biz Brainiac, providing employer intelligence that helps you navigate the regulatory landscape and keep you on course running the business you love. Here's your host, Thomas Rock Lindsay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Small Biz Brainiac. This is Thomas Rock Lindsay, your host, and here with Robert Attridge, who's become known as your other host. Uh, Robert, happy Monday. Happy Monday. It's a great day for another episode. It is a great day for another episode. We're a little late, so normally this is uh, published at 3 a.m., and we, you know, have this recorded, you know, last week, but, uh, you know, life gets in the way, uh, coordinating schedules and such, and so here we are um, with a little bit, uh, going to be a little bit late, so it'll be a little little later this afternoon when this episode gets uh, published, but better late than never. And today we're going to talk about mandatory paid sick leave. This is a topic that uh, we discussed a while back, back in July. I think it was episode 72. So if you, after this, uh, you want to go back and maybe listen to that episode and there might be a, some information there that uh, we don't cover here. These laws are kind of starting to be the new soup du jour. They're sweeping the nation. That's because there's no federal law requiring that employers provide paid sick leave, right? And so the states are getting into the act, and even cities, um, cities like Los Angeles, Chicago, and San Diego. And it gets complicated, right, when you have multiple jurisdictions with similar laws, and especially if you're a employer who has employees in multiple jurisdictions. So if you have employees in California, employees in LA and California, employees in San Diego and California, or employees in Chicago, let's see, maybe you have all three or four 
scenarios, then you got to be on your on top of your game. Yeah, they wouldn't want to make it easy on anybody, right? Of course not. Of course not. They've all got to be unique and different, right? Have their own version of this. Yes. Um, and maybe we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll cover this a little later, but I, I always get I get very frustrated with these laws because these the hell are these people called? They're lawmakers and bureaucrats, right? And they wave their wand and they pass these laws and they think that just all of a sudden magically money appears with which to pay for these things. But they certainly come at the expense of other uh, of other things, right? Either vacation time is less now or you your salary and your your hourly wages are decreased in order to pay for it. So it's not like they're just it's not like you're no, they're they're tasked with saving the world, right? They, you know, who cares how it gets paid for? <laughs> that is not their concern, right? Now we're here. Uh, we haven't even acknowledged Robert Morley, <laughs> our good our morning expert panel member, oh, who's here Morley's with us here? today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I got to call you Attridge because you know how it goes, and I got to call him Morley so we don't get you too confused. Um. Robert's back with us for, or Morley is back with us for a third time, so we're excited to have him and hear what he has to say on this subject. It's nice to be here. Thanks. Well, it's nice to have you, and I don't know, what do you think about all this paid sick leave? Well, I think first, as 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 these types of as this type of legislation sweeps the nation, it's always very, very difficult for the people that are it is enforced upon, right? So you have a bunch of different laws, people trying to catch up with them, and people are going to start getting penalties and uh, having problems with the jurisdictions that they're in because they're just not sure what to do in most cases. So these are the types of legislation that drives everybody nuts. Yeah, that's true because and I know that firsthand because I've talked to several employers who were not even aware of the fact that these new laws exist. And so they're already in penalty situations, right? Yep. And, and again, I'm not even sure how many of the employees actually know when these new laws get passed. Right. You know, the other thing I think that needs to be pointed out too is is that a lot of these, you know, you have the the typical states like Massachusetts, Connecticut, California that can't, they they just can't wait to get these types of laws passed uh, because they are truly anti-employer states uh, for the most part. And we're seeing a lot of that in California especially. Uh, But one of the things that's happening is they're starting to go a different direction and actually trying to put these things in referendums uh, and in ballot measures so that the uh, general population can kind of vote the treasury, right? So you're going to have a situation where these are going to really sweep the nation because you're going to have voters that don't understand the type of legislation that they're passing and the effect on businesses. That's scary. Right. And that, that just happened uh, here in Arizona in the last election. Arizona had a, a minimum wage uh, increase on the ballot and you know tucked in that same measure was you know, this this uh, paid sick leave uh, bill as well. So that is now uh, a law in Arizona as well. So right. we definitely see this 
trend continuing we see right i'm kind of yeah. putting words in oh i, I think your this, mouths, but yeah no i think there's no question that this trend will continue um and and we're seeing it and it's just i think it's going to become worse for employers as as time goes on atridge do you know which states um had new new laws passed in 2016 that take effect in 2017 yeah, so there's there's seven states in total now uh, that have a mandatory paid sick leave policy. Uh, Morley mentioned a couple, Connecticut, California, Massachusetts, uh, Oregon. Those were all done in previous years. Uh, Vermont came on in 2016, and now Arizona and Washington also passed uh, laws in 2016 that will take effect in 2017. Washington State? Or- Washington State, yes. Uh, actually, Washington, D.C. has a paid sick uh, policy as well, or uh, mandatory paid sick leave legislation as well. And what about at the, at the city level? Um, I don't have all of the, the details on that, but yes, there's, I mean, there's, you alluded to it earlier, there's plenty of cities you know across the nation some in illinois california i think probably has the most local municipalities with uh with uh these laws um well here's i think i have a good list of that right now we have chicago san diego los angeles minneapolis santa monica uh, plainfield new jersey spokane washington Elizabeth and New Brunswick, Pittsburgh, uh, so Philadelphia, Bloomfield in New Jersey, Emeryville in California, Tacoma in Washington back in 2015. I mean, you got Oakland, I think uh, New York City as well, Uh, Portland. I mean, the list is... Yeah, it's long. It's an extensive (laughs) list, and and they all have... And when you think about this, when you're talking about... um, these types of cities passing these types of ordinances, and that's what they are is ordinances, right? You run into a situation where it could be a hundred different types of ordinances that that require different things. So if you look at like the, the state of California and you do business only in the state of California, you could literally have 50 different cities that have 50 different laws that you have to make sure that you are uh, up to speed on and complying with, and that is a tall order for employers. Yeah, and you, you've got to make sure you're you're picking the proper the proper legislation that you're following too. It, you know, most of these are based off of where your employees are working, and you know if they're if they're spread like you're saying spread out across multiple cities, you've got to find out which plan is most beneficial to the employee and apply that plan uh, for for that specific employee. So you may have to, to manage, you know, three or four or five different accrual policies. That's true. And part, like I said earlier, part of these laws um, are not only dictate how much time you have to afford, but also what scenarios the employees are eligible to take that time for, Right. I mean, it could be the they need the time to care for someone else, so it's not necessarily related to them and their them being sick. 
Right. So, yeah, and they're... you have to and you have to balance again, like you said, between multiple jurisdictions. If you're in a city where you have a city law, and and then also where a state rap rap uh, you know state rapper, you got a state rapper around it. Yeah. So now now a lot of employers have paid sick time off already, right? And so first step is to to know whether or not you're in a jurisdiction where there is a law and then the second step is to compare your policy to the requirements of the of the state or city and then make whatever changes are are necessary and you also if you have a PTO policy like instead of you know vacation policy and a sick policy if you've got them rolled together into a PTO policy then you need to split those out and have two separate policies right i think most of the most of the state uh, rules that i've read require reporting of this paid sick time to be separate uh, on the pay stub so yeah if you have an all inclusive pto policy i know a lot of companies did do that if you know that was kind of a trend a few uh, you know a few years back where vacation and sick time you know you used to track it separately but for ease of tracking you may have just rolled that into one all inclusive pto policy but now with these with these uh paid sick leave laws you need to split that out so there's some unwinding i guess that you have to do of of your current pto policy if you have them uh currently combined into one accrual system yeah and look the irony behind all this is that you know it's the same as minimum wage the employers are going to be forced to do you know one of a couple of things they in in this situation what they'll do with that pto policy is just say okay we're just going to shift that pto the paid time off that we were so generously gave into a sick leave policy and really nothing's going to change there cuz the employers only have so much money that they can give in benefits and so what what you see is just a shifting i think of the pto policy um and more bureaucracy right more more opportunity for the employer to get in trouble um and not do that and the employers that can't afford a pto policy it's just going to fall right to their bottom line and so everything all, all of their uh every every price goes up and that's what you have is in bureaucracy and this type of socialism. Yep, these guys think they just wave these magic wands and then all of a sudden resources appear with which to pay for their mandates, right? Just the money grows on trees or they just do they not understand that it comes at the expense of something else, like you said. Either you have – you get paid less or you have less of other benefits or the price of the product and service goes up. Which, remember, employees are consumers too. They buy things. And if the prices of things around them are going up, it doesn't matter that they received an additional benefit or a pay increase. That's my rant. Yeah, not unlike, <laughs> the, not unlike the minimum wage issue. Exactly that we have here. like the minimum wage. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's something I've always, you know, that's always bothered me about the minimum wage ordinances is. You know, the, the very people you're trying to help, uh, I mean, employees d- generally aren't just going to take it in the shorts and, uh, 
not pass on these costs to the consumers. I mean, they've got to, if you, you know, if you're a restaurant and you have to increase the amount of money you're paying for your employees, you're going to have to pass that on to your, to your consumers and able, uh, in order to be able to afford to stay in business. Yeah. And in, in these, are the types of things where I think employers and, and, I have clients that are small employers, and they look at these types of things and think, you know what, I need to reduce my workforce. That's the only way I can get around this is to lay people off, um, and not unlike the minimum wage, where you're just trying to survive and you can't avoid these types of things. So it's just going to be an issue of trying to make sure that they can afford this huge cost that's coming. Actors, do you have specifics on either California's law or Arizona's law that you can um, share? Arizona's law is similarly modeled to California's. I don't have all of the specifics on Arizona's law. Uh, California, I know that they accrue uh, one hour of paid sick leave for every 30 hours worked, uh, which... Uh, caps at 24 hours so it's three days i mean it doesn't seem like much um but you know to a small employer that is struggling i mean that's could mean the difference between keeping an employee or 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 not like morley morley said you know sometimes they might reduce a workforce because of something like this but yeah california's 24 hours per year um accrued at one hour for every 30 hours worked okay and arizona's law takes effect what, uh, july, july 1st july 1st of 2017 yeah so it actually says employees um working for so this is only applicable to employers with 15 or more employees and i guess we'd have to dig into that to down what that means uh part-time full-time they're entitled to uh 40 hours of paid sick leave per year so that's a healthy, healthy number. <laughs> that's a yeah. big chunk. That's yeah, a and week. Then, and then, but employees working for employers with fewer than fifteen employees are actually entitled. Oh, they to get twenty four hours. Yeah, so so uh, everybody's going to be affected. And you know, one of the one of the uh, troubling things is that who gets to define paid sick leave, um, and if if we're going to have these. Uh, bureaucrats define them, you're going to be able to take a sick leave for almost anything, even when you're not sick, right? So you have, you can say, oh, you know, I just mentally couldn't get into it that day. Um, and, and so you have a problem where employers are maybe in a situation where the staff isn't there. They can't run the company because too many employees have a quote unquote mental uh day that day and you can't do anything about it so it, it it's troubling and it's a troubling trend or you can you know if you've got a family member who's ill that's that's a reason yeah, why you can take right it doesn't uh, have to be the employee themselves that's sick it could be a family member that they're yeah. uh, tasked with taking care of right a child a parent right right and again i you know Maybe this sounds like we're a bunch of insensitive ogres, but um, 
we're actually not, and I'm a huge proponent of providing employees with as much paid time off as, as possible as you can afford and and letting people, you know, there's a lot more to uh, life than work. And when an employer can, they should, uh, you know, treat their employees uh, exceptionally well and and give them as much uh, time off as possible. But what I hate is when the government decides to mandate those terms and conditions and it really works to everyone's disadvantage. Um, I think uh, episode, uh, I want to say it was, yeah, 76 um, and also 81 are a couple of uh, episodes that I did back in, um, what, November, October, November of last year that... uh, that talk about this. Um, so I recommend you go back and listen to those as well as um, episode 46, like I mentioned earlier. So, Yeah, and I think to Tom's point, even, the, even if you are an insensitive goon and you have employees, if you have any experience at all in having employees, the better you treat them and the more freedom they have at work and to take time off and to do those types of things, the more productive they are. So this really isn't about, oh, you know, us against them and the and, and the one percenters trying to, uh, you know, affect the workforce and that sort of thing. This is really about force, right? This is a gun to employers' head. And by the way, this type of legislation costs – there's other costs to it just besides the actual legislation itself, Um you know, and that's one of the things that people ignore. So, was this really a problem where you, where people really needed sick leave? I don't think there was. I think if most employers know to treat their employees good, and that because that's how they get the most production. So, this is once again in my mind, government butting into something and trying to fix something that truly is not broken. Yeah, I agree. Well, this has been a ton of fun. Yes, Thanks has. again, Morley, for, for joining us. All right, well, that's it for today. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Thanks for listening to Small Biz Brainiac. To get your questions answered by Thomas directly, visit smallbizbrainiac.com. And for more employer intelligence, be sure to join us again here on Small Biz Brainiac. Small Biz Brainiac.